Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Tim Schroeder. He's the Senior Vice President of Marketing at Save-A-Lot. On the show today, we cover what Save-A-Lot is and how they compete in the grocery category. We also talk about the modernization efforts the company has underway and its investments to refresh stores across the country, as well as refresh the brand and a uh, remarkable new marketing and branding campaign titled Like A Lot A Lot. And it'll make a lot more sense uh, if you check out the links to the video, the music video that they produced. And it's a, a campaign that you will likely never forget and uh, will stick with you for quite some time. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Tim Schroeder. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Alan. Before we get into talking about business, I hear you had a, uh, a career as a mascot. Tell me about this. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, years ago, uh, I did an internship in college. It started with a sports marketing company, and uh, uh, we, we managed the Portland Pride professional indoor soccer uh, team. And they had a halftime game and uh, needed some people to wear some mascots. And so I, I volunteered and grabbed some buddies, and uh, we all participated in this event. And I was, I was Twinkie the Kid. 
And uh, we actually ended up making uh, ESPN highlight reel that night because uh, Barney's head rolled off and uh, ESPN, as, as did we, thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, long, uh, I guess, good news, bad news. That was before cell phones and before social media. So I don't have anything. Uh, nobody's been able to use that against me yet. <laughs> That's the good news about, I guess, pre-social media. Although, although you might be missing a lot of uh, NFT opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably would have got a lot of clicks and, hey, I might have been an influencer by now. Well, all right. Well, let's transition uh, from from uh, uh, mascot days to like, where did you get your start in marketing? And like, how would you end up where you are now as CMO at Save-A-Lot? I credit a lot back to, I did two internships. So one of them was uh, with a sports marketing company, did uh, Portland Pride. Also, another little fun fact, uh, the sports marketing company, uh, we put on the uh, Basketball Tournament of the Americas back in 1992. It's when... Uh, the U.S. did not capture gold in the 88 Olympics, and so we actually had to qualify for the Olympics that year, and that was the introduction of the original Dream Team with uh, Michael Jordan, Bird, Magic, uh, and all, all, the, all the stars. So started there with uh, an internship that was a three-month internship unpaid. The next year, my, uh, between my junior and senior year, did a nine-month unpaid internship uh, with an ad agency in Portland, Oregon. And they ended up hiring me the day after I graduated college. So uh, stayed there a couple of years, learned really, I, I, I credit a lot to what I learned in marketing to my uh, uh, first boss, my mentor to this day, Jay Clemens, who hired me, taught me a lot about the business, taught me a lot through, through about retail multi-unit business. And I thought I'd uh, uh, venture away. And from there, I went to the restaurant industry and uh, 25 years later, worked for a franchisee of Arby's RTM Restaurant Group. Back in the day, Applebee's, which which uh, most recently prior to Save Lot was at Golden Corral, and just worked my way up from a uh, regional marketing manager to director to vice president, and then these last seven years have held senior vice president roles uh, with the different organizations. Tell me a little bit about Save a Lot. Like uh, we've got listeners across the U.S., but also across the world, and so just give us a little context. Save a Lot one of the nation's largest discount grocery store chains. So we've got about a thousand locations across 32 states. And really we view ourselves as a hometown grocer and we've built our network on a partnership uh, and with the support of independent licensed owned retail partners across the country who are dedicated to their communities. They provide unmatched quality and value to the local families we serve. And, you know, that means providing high quality private label brands. Uh, we have national brand products. We have a large selection of USDA fresh cut meat in store every day, farm fresh fruits and vegetables, and then as well as center, center store and, and non-food items. So uh, discount grocery, most, most often compared to like an Aldi, if you're familiar with an Aldi. I mean, it sounds like a great selection. And uh, is the store size a, a unique size as well? Or um, I'm just thinking in relation to the grocery stores versus the Aldi types. So that that's why I, I, I say Aldi. Most people, they're, they're bigger than us um, on, on their footprint. Most people can, can relate to them or a Trader Joe's, for example. So our typical footprint is around 12,000 to 14,000 square foot. Uh, as compared to 50 to 80 or even 100,000 square foot when you look at the, the large Myers of the world or Publix or Schnucks or, or even, even Walmart, of course, is bigger than that. So, yeah, a, a, a much smaller footprint than your traditional big box grocer. What brought you to Save-A-Lot? What were they looking to get from you and vice versa? 
as I mentioned, I was in the restaurant industry for, for 25 years and uh, was looking to uh, broaden my horizons and try something different, especially when COVID hit. COVID uh, really hurt the restaurant industry. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody who's listening today. Um, at the same time, Save-A-Lot was looking for somebody with multi-unit background, and specifically, they actually were looking uh, for somebody that, that could bring some restaurant experience because uh, restaurant probably is as many of you know best in class in dealing with large franchise systems and multi-unit uh, systems across America and so wanted somebody who could bring a fresh pers- perspective not necessarily being part of uh, the grocery industry and uh, that's something that's really I've been able to leverage here uh, especially then when combined with my background and career in the restaurant industry supporting large franchise organizations well we're not franchised we are licensed there is a lot of similarities from uh, you know, the big multi-unit brands such as Applebee's or Golden Corral that uh, I've worked with. And uh, it's allowed me to really help us think differently uh, when it comes to uh, you know, an operating company where we as the, the licensor don't own the execution at, at, at the store level. And then lastly, uh, really, they were looking for somebody that had experience developing a digital infrastructure, a digital footprint to help expand our marketing efforts into the digital age. Uh, especially as we look to grow the wholesale retail network and, and putting those systems, processes, and platforms into place for our licensees, our retail partners across the country. And it also, you guys are going through a, quite a bit of modernization effort um, as well. I, I'm sure it's connected to the digital side of the equation also, but like, what does that look like at Save-A-Lot? Like what, what all is, is being encompassed in this modernization that you're going through? So our, our modernization plan, it's really a multi-prong approach, and it, it really started a, a few years ago when we did a complete overhaul of our 55-plus private label brands. We really dug in and we looked at everything from the total assortment of the products themselves to reformulating those brands when it was necessary, uh, and then also just completely redesigned all the packaging on all the different brands we owned and brought more modern, bright colors into the, into the stores. And at the same time we were doing all this, we also then began experimenting with some new store designs that would really help us showcase and show off this incredible packaging and our, our great private level products. Uh, really brought a lighter, brighter, easier to shop footprint and it created a, just a more enhanced overall shopping experience for our customers. So we started that a few years back. We used St. Louis, uh, which is a, a company owned, uh, we own all the, the majority of the stores here. We rolled out the new design to the St. Louis uh, market and, and saw really just tremendous results. And so based on those results, based on the research we did also, it wasn't just not sales results, but the, the customer feedback uh, from the insights we gathered. Uh, we then rolled out this, uh, this new design package to all of our retail partners. And uh, through their partnerships, we're on track to remodel uh, just about 300 stores by the end of this year and then expect to have the full fleet remodeled by 2024. So super excited, great, fresh, new looking uh, stores. And with that, thought it was only appropriate that uh, we also take a look at uh, modernizing our, our marketing efforts as well to, to really showcase this new modern aesthetic. Well, if you're changing, I mean, that's, that's like all, almost everything from the front to the back. <laughs> so like, you know, it, it makes sense that you then like the, the brand and the, and the, the marketing itself need, needs, uh, needs to reflect what all the change that you're making. Where'd you start in that process of modernizing the brand itself? We looked at uh, one of the first things I did when I, when I started was just looking at the competitive landscape and, and looking at uh, what the other big grocery chains and small chains for that matter were doing. And there was what, what, what I saw was just this sea of sameness. 
all the brands, all their advertising, all their marketing plans, they all look the same. And how could we uh, apply one of my favorite quotes is, is Wayne Gretzky, uh, skate to where the puck is going versus where it is. How could we apply that same sort of logic to our brand and, and, and really help us uh, uh, you know, formulate this whole new uh, advertising strategy? And you know, part of that, we looked at uh, research, did a lot of research throughout the process, but before we even started, did some attitude and usage studies. And we looked at our aided and unaided awareness. And then we, we found that from an unaided perspective, you know, we were right at about 20%. Only one out of five uh, customers in the zip codes where we, we operate stores were aware of our brand unaided. But then when you go to started showing the brands, you went to an aided perspective, we were nearly 100%. So we figured we had to do something to really break out and stand out, uh, not be caught up in that sea of sameness, not be a vanilla brand, uh, as as we like to say, you know, one of the old great campaigns, uh, Oldsmobile, you know, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. Well, it's not, it's not your grandmother's uh, save a lot. And so brought on a new uh, agency partner, uh, the VIA agency, great agency, award-winning agency out of, out of Portland, Maine, did a lot of research, as we mentioned. Uh, and, and we knew early on that our, our, our customer skews older than traditional uh, grocery stores. You know, a lot of where we're located. Also, it's just a, it's a smaller, easier to shop, easier to get in and get out uh, shopping experience that really appeals to uh, uh, that older demographic. But as we really started digging in and did a whole social media listening exercise where we looked at people who were talking about the Save A Lot brand on, on the different social media platforms, and we started digging in, a little bit big, big brother-ish, but uh, digging into the, where those profiles were public and really listening and seeing what those customers were talking about. And what we found was it was a much more diverse group than we realized. And that this group really views Save A Lot as, as their hometown grocery, st- st- grocery store, even if we are this national brand. And so that local tie really became important to us, part of our overall building out the overall campaign. And you know, quite frankly, as, as we begin to dig in, uh, quickly realize that our answer was literally right underneath our nose, you know, in the brand name, save a lot. You know, there, there's the action of saving a lot. And uh, what better way to, to quantify that and bring it to life, give it some energy in a real fun way, and, and really you know, save a lot, like a lot, a lot. And so really that's, uh, that, that was the inspiration of, of the brand. It, it was right there in not only in our, our brand name, but also in our refreshed logo. There's a little red dot that we call the lot dot. And we want to bring, uh, and that, that's the plan, is to bring this lot dot to life uh, to really help us convey the value of, uh, that we can provide as their local discount grocer. You guys shared the campaign with me and um, you can't get it out of your head, like the the music video in particular um, and the notion of bringing the dot to life. Like there's so much to, frankly, as a like marketing wonk to love about what you're doing. You know, you're bringing the, the a distinctive asset to life, your dot, which is a component of your logo. You're giving it much more energy the music component, like you're hitting multiple sense senses, not just sight and sound and what you see, but like uh, a jingle to stay with you, so to speak. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, was there a moment when you were going through all of that, you know, like the research and the maybe getting concepts back from the agency? Was there a moment where you're like, this is it? Like, you know, the hair goes up on the back of your head or, or, or was it just like this natural evolution that kind of led to where you, where you got to? 
first off, thank you for all your uh, compliments of the work. And then you know, again, I've got to say, hey, this was a full team effort. It was uh, a child of, of the, v, the V agency, of my entire marketing team, and then our great director, Drew Kirsch. So it definitely was a, a, a team effort here. But uh, yeah, when we saw, there was four different concepts the agency presented to us. And uh, when they showed us the Like a Lot a Lot campaign, we thought we were going to go down a different path. But when Like a Lot a Lot came up, it was... I, I guess I would say it was hair raising and it was just instantly it was like, that's it. That's it. Let's not, we don't, don't even need to show us the others. And so uh, it really checked a lot of the boxes. We had uh, five important creative criteria that we set out uh, at, the, at the start of the campaign that we wanted to achieve. And the, the first one was really capturing the spirit and energy of the brand with all the modernization efforts. How, how can we bring that and convey that energy to existing customers as well as new potential customers to draw them in. Uh, the, the second one is we wanted to find a campaign that could create an emotional, an emotional connection with the customers, really create that. There's no bigger emotional connection than first off, as you said, and it is music to my ears, no pun intended there, that the campaign is, is stuck in your head. You know, one of those campaigns, there's nothing that creates more emotion when you find somebody tapping their toes, snapping their fingers, or even better, singing the song in the middle of the night or waking up singing on the way to work and catching themselves. It creating that emotional connection with the consumer. Third was we wanted to connect with a younger audience. As I mentioned, we, we tend to skew older. So, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How could we develop a campaign that still appealed to them, not alienating them, but still allowed us then to skew and appeal to a younger audience? Fourth was we wanted to find a campaign that we could flex across multiple channels, not just TV. We could flex across the digital infrastructure, in-store packaging, uh, all the different aspects of, uh, of an omnichannel marketing approach. And then lastly, uh, wanted to develop something that only save a lot could own. That it wasn't a tagline that you could take and apply to any other competitive grocery stores out there as part of the sea of sameness. And uh, really, we, again, when we saw this Like a Lot of Lot campaign, it, it truly checked all of those boxes. And, and really, music I'm a big music guy first and foremost, and it's very emotional to me. It, it and that that was our charge. How how can we develop? We thought music was a way that really helped us even double check some of those boxes. Music with the spirit and energy, creating that emotional connection, 
getting to a younger audience from a, from a, a unique ownable space. Hey, nobody else in, in, in our space in the industry is, is doing a song like we are. And again, it's not a jingle. And I know you referenced that earlier. I mean, it was a, a custom song that we, we drafted or we, we created. And uh, again, really allowed us to flex them. And you can take that song and flex it across all the different channels. So super excited. And, and ultimately, again, we think we've, we've landed at something that uh, we like to call that earworm that really sticks with you, but most important resonates with the customers. I'm going to comment just a couple of comments because if I put in context, like I've had other, other people on the, on the show and um, I'll give you a couple of examples. There's a, a academic who I love to talk to. His name is JB Steenkamp, but he writes a lot about and does a lot of research on private label as well as the category he calls hard discounters, which is the Aldi's and the Trader Joe's and, I think I think you guys probably would fit in that category categorization in his book. And the the thing that sticks with me about that is like he he shows how powerful frankly the business models are for folks that are that have your concept essentially and the save a lot business value proposition. I think where you guys take it to a whole nother level is most of those players are really bad at advertising like or marketing in general and this this campaign really punches above that, in my opinion, um, the opinion of one, but just another kudo for you. And then the, the other component that you, you hit on earlier, but I just to underline it again, is kind of like the, the local adaptation or the local flavor that you're able to inject that may not come through the campaign, but when you've got an umbrella distinctive asset like music that could be put to anything, right? Put to the local store environment, put to, cheaper digital video components to highlight, you know, promotional items. It just is, it's one of those things that not many people do in marketing, but it, that music component, that thread, if you will, between high production and I don't want to call it low production, but you know, cheaper, more targeted local promotion efforts can really like bleed together and enhance both aspects and and rise the whole business up together i don't i don't know if you put all those things together but as i was like w listening to the thing and singing a song to save a lot a lot a lot myself <laughs> i started thinking man this is like you guys are hitting on a lot of really good stuff yeah well again well first again thank you definitely total team effort and and, and we agree and uh, <laughs> we, 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 we think we've got something, but not only do we think we've got something, our customers have told us we've got something, you know, in, in just over two weeks, we, we've had 3.2 million views on YouTube of the long form video and the feedback, uh, the, the positive opinion that it's, it's created pre versus post viewing the spot is, is, is off the charts in, in, in the improved brand perceptions that customers have told us, uh, both existing customers. We, we, we went to our own customers in our database as well as uh, just did a, a survey of the general population, um, some large sample sizes, and uh, it performed very, very well across all attributes, being one being very memorable as well. So uh, super excited about uh, the results we, we've seen so far in the preliminary feedback. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. You, you mentioned it, we, and I I think I may have mentioned it to you. I mean, you guys went all the way. You took the whole music and the campaign idea. You created a music video, a full music video, full song with a famous director, uh, Drew Kirsch. So why? <laughs> tell us about that. 
Well, a couple things. Again, first and foremost, we said, hey, every great song needs a great music video. <laughs> so that, that truly was the genesis. But we, we then said, you know what, what cool, different way, how do we break out of this mold of the sea of sameness? And let's, let's literally take, we've got these great new stores, these new modern stores with some beautiful award-winning packaging. And how can we take customers on a journey through these stores? And what better way to do that via a, uh, a music video? And so we really then said, okay, let's go find somebody that specializes, that is an MTV music video producer, and somebody that truly gets color. And because our, our packaging is so vibrant and colorful, we, want, we wanted to make sure that we, we had a director that could bring that to life. And that's really what led us to Drew. Um, I mean, Drew Kirsch is phenomenal, amazingly talented director that uh, has beautiful use of color in all of his videos. And, uh, you know, again, most notably, uh, he directed and, and won the uh, 2019 MTV uh, Video Music Award for uh, none other than Taylor Swift's uh, You Need to Calm Down video. And if you if you watch that, that video, you'll, you'll see what I mean when he said his use of color. The other one, he did Taylor Swift's uh, Lover video, uh, another just phenomenal video. And so uh, it was really a match made in heaven for, for, for both of us. Drew had a great time. He was he was a big part of the creative juice behind the whole the whole campaign in, in, in conjunction with uh, the V agency and, and the team. And, and we had a great time uh, putting it all together and uh, directing it and Again, just really bringing the brand to life through this uh, uh, music video. Well, congrats again on the campaign, and and um, I, I, it's something I'm going to be watching. You know, we'll have to we'll have to check back in with you at some point in the future, see see how business is going and all that good stuff. But yeah, good, I, I, just solid solid work all around. And um, great, well, thank you. I uh, I need to put you guys on the map of JB, uh, <laughs> and so he, he he sees, and maybe you can become a case study for him. Well, you know, one of the things we love to do is not just talk business, but get to know the person behind the microphone a little bit more. And I love asking a series of questions just to kind of get how you think about the world, given you know what, what's going on with you. So on a personal front, my favorite question to ask is, has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? I really look and I kind of break into three buckets. First and foremost, uh, I think the thing that's always set me apart is I've just had this fire on my belly from a young age that uh, just uh, I've, I've been relentless in everything I've done and really starting again those internships I mentioned going that extra mile not being afraid to stay late challenging the status quo you know I think that's a big part of, of shaping me and you said un, unpaid internships I, unpaid I, yeah I did, no I did, no again I didn't miss that <laughs> no, a year's worth the first one was three months the second one was nine months and uh, again I just I, I felt uh, yeah could I have been making money at, at uh, a fast food restaurant flipping burgers sure but uh, I wanted that real life experience that would, would would help really build on everything I learned in the textbooks in college but really bringing it to life and that's again I I, I really credit everything I, I, I know to uh, those internships and then again my mentor Jay Clemens which again it's as I look at my career path uh, yeah taking the positives and the negatives, things that I didn't like about each of those jobs and, and applying those to each job moving forward. But then again, going back to, to Jay, my mentor, he really taught me. I, I, I still to this day remember about two weeks in on the job and I went in his office and he, he's like, Tim, here's how everybody thinks. And he just hit, he took his hand and drew, drew this straight line. He's like, you know, the, the thing that's going to set you apart throughout your career is really thinking outside the box and finding a, that better, more efficient way to build the mousetrap. 
And so really that, that, that advice stuck with me throughout my career. And I, I truly credit, uh, you know, that moment years ago is, is uh, kind of what's helped me get, get me where I am today. Well, if you were starting this journey all over again, what, what advice would you give your younger self? You know, I wouldn't change anything uh, for myself, but I guess what I'll say, instead of giving advice to myself, because I, I guess I'd say, Tim, hey, great job. You did the right thing. Advice I would give to others, other kids, I guess. I'll, let, me, let me frame it that way, if you don't mind, Alan. I'd say first, you know, again, find that passion, find that fire in the belly, because it's important that you do something that you have, that you're passionate about versus being stuck in a job. Find that career that you're passionate about. Second thing, again, is, is learn from your successes and your mistakes and apply those forward. And then lastly, again, I think it's a big part, you know, find a mentor. Don't be afraid. I think that's, uh, you'd be shocked, some of the younger uh, listeners out there, you'd be, sh- be shocked that you're going to really, uh, you, you will actually probably make somebody's day if you go to them and say, hey, do you mind being, would you be my mentor? And uh, again, I, I, I credit a lot of uh, what, what I know to, to, to my mentor, who, who's helped get me where I am today. And I still, still, still keep in contact with him 30 years later. As you think about marketers and, and kind of trying to keep learning as, as we go down this path and life and business and technology changes all around us, et cetera, like, is there a topic or, or area that you're trying to learn more about or you think other marketers should be taking notice of and learning more about? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of just hit on it there, just uh, the digitization of, of, of all, all things marketing. And anybody that claims they're, they're an expert in digital marketing, I, I like to say BS because it's changing so fast that unless you keep in, 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 in touch with it on a daily basis and you're staying up on the trades and the trends, it's going to quickly surpass you if you don't stay up on it. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing, to, especially anybody coming up is, hey, embrace this. It's, it's not going away. It's only going to continue to uh, become more and more digital and digitized and jump, jump on the train before it passes you. Well, are there, most marketers tend to be kind of students of what's going on around them. Are, are there any brands or companies or causes that you're following personally, or you, you think other people should take notice of? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you look at brands that, that, that I admire, I, again, I'm probably everybody on your show probably says the same thing. I, I'm a massive fan. I love anything Apple does. Love Nike. Uh, Wyden and Kenny is their agency was right down the street from the agency I worked at in Portland, Oregon. Huge fan of Nike work. Huge fan, huge fan of Target work. Widen did or used to do a lot of lot lot of uh, uh, target stuff as well, but I guess if you you know break outside of those something you know with with 25 years in the restaurant industry, I guess I'd be remiss not to to add Chick Fil A to that group, and they're probably one that doesn't uh, get brought up as often. But if you just really look at their model and dig into that, I mean they, they really are a, a role model in the restaurant industry, especially from a multi-unit perspective. Uh, first, if you look at just their model, what their operating partner model of giving people local opportunities. You look at their service training and their service standards, they're, they're second to none. And they just, they do a phenomenal job of, of giving back and supporting the local communities. And so I, I think it's those things that if, if, if you've never, if any of your listeners out there have never dug into the Chick-fil-A model, I would uh, encourage them to do so. Having lived in Chick-fil-A markets for most of my life, I, I can concur that like their model is pretty unique in that fact. And the local execution that you just mentioned I don't think unless you visit a Chick-fil-A, you know, a couple of times, you start to see, you're like, oh, these guys really know, like they literally know their customers and they see them, you know, multiple times. They know who they are. They also sponsor like the local sports teams from time to time, all of that kind of stuff. And it's the little things like my pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that it, it, it is just ingrained as part of their culture. 
in their culture. They've, they've, they have found the, the secret sauce that they've been able to really instill that culture from uh, corporate office in Atlanta all the way down to all the, the, the storefronts they operate. So they're, they're, they've done a great job. That's true. And good marketing too. Good, really good marketing. So like we were talking about with your business. Well, last question for you before I let you go. What do you think is the largest opportunity or threat that marketers are facing? You know what, Alan? I guess I'd, I'd take that one back to almost one of the questions we just talked about. And I'd say, again, the digitization of, of, of marketing. That A, it's a big opportunity, but B, it's a threat if you don't stay up on, to, on top of it. That the, you know, the media landscape, as I look when I first got in the industry, way back, there was no such thing as digital marketing. It was all traditional TV and traditional radio and print and magazines and, and you know just how they've all many of those have gone by the wayside and everything continues to be digitized and you know staying up on on the current trends and adapting you know, especially as you look at some of these operating platforms you look at what apple did with uh, ios 14.5 uh, where now customers have more ways they can uh, to, to manage their privacy settings and the ability to turn off ad tracking and so uh, it, it's just making sure that, that uh, you know, don't a it's an opportunity to stay on top of it and B is uh, like I said earlier, don't let the train pass you because it's, uh, it's here to stay and it's only going to continue to accelerate. Well, Tim, it's been fascinating to learn from you. We're going to be watching you guys and, and how this unfolds for you. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. And again, thanks for having me. Uh, look forward to hopefully, hopefully let's, let's, let's chat again in the future. You said, and uh, so let, let's talk about the success of the program. So I appreciate you having us on. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.